Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode is brought to you in collaboration with Estee Lauder Companies. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I'm your host, Emma Gunn Awardner. It's me again. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about beautiful skin. And though you may have heard hours of talk on this podcast about the skincare that can help you achieve your best skin yet, in this episode, I'm talking to Bobby Brown senior pro artist Amy Conway about how to achieve beautiful, flawless skin with makeup. Now, rest assured, we cover a lot of territory in this episode because everyone's foundation needs are different, whether that's because of skin type or skin issue. And we also talk about how to actually do a patch test to find your perfect match. Now, you may think, I feel as though I know all of this, but I've been speaking to makeup artists for years and have a million tips and tricks that I could recite to you right here and now. But Amy shares her insights in this episode, many of which I hadn't heard before. There are great application techniques, she shares, the different techniques for achieving flawless foundation depending on your skin type, what kind of foundation texture and formula to choose, and so much more. You know, I'd go so far as to say that her advice is unmissable. (laughs) The links to all the products mentioned, Amy, and anything discussed in the podcast will be in the show notes which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this podcast. But I think we should get into it, don't you? Here she is. It's the wonderful Bobby Brown senior pro artist, Amy Conway, on The Emma Gunn Show. Amy Conway, I'm so excited. Me too. (laughs) It's so good to get to talk to you about makeup and skin. Finally. (laughs) I was like, how has this not happened? (laughs) I know, I know. And you are kind of the quintessential I think like beautiful skin with base with foundation concealer corrector guru oh thank you I feel like it's something that I've really worked at practice and honed my skill set because it's something that all women ask for I feel like it's probably the number one question that Mm. everyone just wants that flawless looking foundation without looking like they've got anything on and Obviously, it isn't as easy as just, well, put the foundation on, because if it was, then we'd all have gorgeous, flawless skin. Like, there are techniques and there are tricks. And I think one of the reasons why I wanted to sit down and talk to you is because on this podcast previously, I've spoken so much about topical skincare and how to get your skin in great condition. And then it's wonderful if you've done all of that hard work and then you can just very easily put on whatever type of coverage you like. But what about, A, the person who's really worked hard with their skincare and has got their skin into really great shape and now wants a foundation that's going to really enhance it and also the person who is still going through a process or a journey with their skin maybe trying to conceal or hide things who is looking for a a foundation that will make their skin look beautiful too yeah I find like the key thing is layering whether that be layering the right skincare to make your skin look and feel at its best or whether it be layering the right formulas Mm. to ensure that you've got the finish and the that kind of I suppose coverage that you're after because as you say so many women want that really lightweight natural look and just to let their glow come through Mm. because they've worked so hard on their skincare but others do just want to build up that coverage but they still never want it to look mask like and I think the key thing there is layering the right product and choosing the right formulas. Oh interesting okay so well okay that's a really good point to let's dive in. Where do you start? Um, formulas, I have to say, gosh, they've changed so Mm. much over the years. I mean, since I started at Bobby Brown, that's like 12 years ago, I've noticed we've had certain formulas for dry skin that have probably changed five times. And it's so amazing to see the technology that really does go into it now and, and actually see how much choice there is for women. I find it's a great 
time to really invest and look into foundation because there's so many amazing formulas out there. Mm. But I find start with a lightweight base. And I'm this is what I find any time of year. Start with a lightweight base and then build up because sometimes you can almost do like a wash of like a tinted moisturizer. Ah. Other days you might think, oh, got a little bit more redness mm. than others. So I might go in with a bit of extra coverage and you could potentially use something like a stick to build it up and, and just put where you need it. But I rarely put foundation a full coverage foundation all over the face. I rarely do it, whether that's backstage, whether it's on set, or whether it's just real women that want that coverage all day long. I still don't ever put it right the way over the skin. Is that because full coverage, you're you're basically going, no, you can't see the skin today. Is it like pulling a curtain over your skin? Sometimes, I f- yeah. Sometimes I find when it's right the way over the whole face, from ear to ear, from forehead <laughs> to, to jaw, it, it ca- sometimes can look quite mask-like if mm. it's the wrong formula, especially. But I find that I haven't met a woman that needs that. In, and you've met a lot of women. Yeah. And I you've f- worked with a lot of faces. Exactly. I find that actually with just a little bit of correcting in the areas that you want to correct, uh, you can then go in with foundation, blend it away and just cover on the areas that you need to. That way you still get the coverage that you want, but your skin still just looks like skin. So if someone's listening to this and they're looking at their current makeup bag or drawer or cupboard, <laughs> listeners, I see you. <laughs> um Do they have to make big changes or do they probably already have the fundamentals in their cupboard, drawer, bag, Exactly. I feel like most people would easily have that in their makeup bags already. Mm. And that actually just by keeping it really simple, I always think of it as like prep, correct and perfect. Mm -hmm. Like it's literally a three-step process and not a lot of product either. I think that's where some women can go wrong is maybe too much. Prep, correct, and perfect. Okay, so talk me through prep. Okay, so prep is all about skincare. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, having the right products that they're layering with and also products that make a difference to the makeup. So I find myself, for instance, loving um, like mattifiers where someone has quite oily skin. Mm. There are so many amazing primers out there at the moment that also mattify. And when you put in that through like an oily T-zone, you actually then don't have to use as much powder. Right. to then mattify your skin. So you're essentially combating and correcting what you want, but with skincare versus makeup. Yeah. And same again, I love a good highlight powder. I love a good shimmer brick. <laughs> but if I can get the skin to glow with more of like an illuminating moisture balm or something that's really dewy um, under the makeup, mm-hmm. not only will it look more natural, but it will last a lot longer as well. Oh, okay. So that right, that's prep. What's next? Um, then correct. Yeah. My favorite product ever. <laughs> uh, corrector uh, is, is a product that you mainly use under the eye, but it can be used anywhere. Mm. I have so many clients and customers that use it for pigmentation and things like that. It's basically a creamy concealer, but a different color to your skin. So unlike a concealer being skin tone correct, mm-hmm. these are more pinky or peachy mm-hmm. and they counteract any of the brownness or the blueness or the purpleness that we see under the eye or in the skin. Okay, because we were talking beforehand about correctors and yeah. I was saying, and we have some listeners laid out on the table in front of us because I'm at Bobby Brown HQ. And I was like, well, where's the green one? Where's the lilac <laughs> one? Because they all, they all look a bit pinch, peachy and brownie. And you were like, yeah, yeah, they do. There's a reason for that. <laughs> I just, I, I love it because again, I find, and that's what's so great with, with Bobby Brown products. You want to be able to put it on and you want to be able to make it easy to use. Mm. And that's what I love with looking at all of the products that we bring out. We always think, okay, how's a woman going to put this on in 30 seconds straight? And, you know, and it'd mm. be really easy to blend. So the reason they're in pinky and peachy tones is because that actually is more than enough to take out any of the darkness and the brownness and things like that under the eye. Um, we don't have a green because that green and yellow actually counteract red. Mm. And yellow is way more natural to put on the skin versus trying to almost mask yourself in a Hulk-like green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the go and cover right. it with extra coverage. It just makes the whole look look quite heavy. Yeah. So this way you get the best of both worlds. You get a nice bit of coverage and a natural look. So the pinky and the peachy knock out dark tones and do they knock out redness as well yes so the peach also helps out knock out redness along with a yellow base which actually a lot of our foundations are yellow Mm. base but the the pinky tone which we call bisque counteracts any darkness or blueness or purpleness under Mm -hmm. the eye so that pink instantly 
masks any of the blueness but then the peaches counteract any of the brownie tone or sometimes what we see is green under the eye and you see it more in a golden undertone Mm. but I find it fascinating when I look at women's skin is because predominantly we are all quite blue under the eye but depending on blood showing through the skin exactly so but depending on how much golden and yellow you have in your skin Mm. comes up and blends into the under eye which sometimes flashes that blue a little bit greeny and that's Mm. why you would need a peach so a lot of women that opt for peach correctors is because they've got a lot more golden and warm undertone in their skin that's really interesting and also I was saying to you before as well I love correcting and sometimes if I can correct I then don't put anything else on top yeah we're talking about inverted commas no makeup makeup days yeah but how it hadn't really it doesn't feel like it's had its moment yeah I can't agree more like and yet I think that understanding the pink the pinky and the peach yeah makes me feel like oh that could that's where I can have my moment with correcting and feel really confident about it yeah because I don't know about you but I if I get a message from a listener or a follower and they ask about color correcting red and I think green I do have that thing in the back of my head where I think it's hard to apply and get right and then cover yeah yeah whereas this takes that out of the equation takes the fear out of it but also does keep it really simple like I always find as women we all wake up in the morning we look in the mirror and we think oh gosh I'm gonna need a bit of makeup on today Mm. you know and we often turn to foundation as a quick fix and almost slap it on because we feel like that's what we need to make us look and feel more awake Mm. but if you actually take a step back and it's not easy to do like it's definitely something you want to have a practice at and instead Mm. of looking in the mirror and think I need to cover all of this you actually want to be looking at okay where do I see darkness today Mm. and if you go in with a corrector and just even out that darkness you use 10 times less foundation and it just looks more natural and you feel more confident as well because you haven't got a mask of foundation on it's good life advice as well isn't it look in the mirror in the morning and say yeah. where do I see darkness I, I shall shine light down upon it I don't actually I tell you what it was Nadine Baggett that taught me to go Who? in <laughs> no, I'm joking I'm joking to talk to taught me to go, always go in a really good light because if you look at yourself in the morning in a really good light you will see yourself in that great light all day long whereas if you get ready in awful awful lighting you're going to feel awful all day long as well she does come out with a good the I mean it just sticks she? with me <laughs> she does have great light in her bathroom I've been around her house <laughs> right and so let's talk skin types because I think we've like correcting and about layering that's really really good advice mm. but obviously the next step is well how do I layer and how do I correct based on my skin type yeah so let's start with dry skin for example okay so dry skin is yeah predominantly more about layering the right skincare and getting that hydration locked mm-hmm. in there are so many formulas now that have really great technologies that actually act as water magnets to the skin and that is a great great finish for foundation um we actually have one called intensive skin serum foundation and i think of it as literally a moisture magnet i love a serum foundation it's, so much and again all in one like i have to say it's 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 what i really recommend for mums on the run or just women that don't have a lot of time in the morning mm. you know and you know getting ready on the train and things like that it's a great formula for um but the reason is is because it keeps the water locked in mm. throughout the day and that means you're not seeing that dehydration come through mm-hmm. um but even when it comes down to tips my favorite tip for dry skin is just apply with a brush but use the warmth of your hands just pushing that makeup mm. into the skin because no matter how clean your hands are you still have natural oils in your fingertips mm. and it's lovely to actually not sweep on the skin but just press and blot into the skin because it just adds that little extra good oil in the skin I like to do something called as I'm sure you know cooking oh yes <laughs> where because I surely we've all done this thing where you start putting on makeup <laughs> And you think, oh, I look terrible. And then <laughs> the phone rings or someone comes to the door and then you go back to the mirror and you're like, oh, I've had a glow up. Yeah. And it's because all of that stuff you put on your face is warmed in yes. and has bedded down and is now doing what it should do. Exactly. So that's a similar principle. That is, the, yeah, the finger, t- pressing it in with your fingers is essentially like that quick route to mm. getting that look um, and getting that glow to come through better for a dry skin. Okay. So what about something like a combination skin? This is great. So combination skin is, as kind of I was saying before, is adapt your skincare again before your foundation. So if you have oily areas and dry areas, keeping your moisturizer all over the skin, but then it might be going in with a mattifier just before. Mm -hmm. So having... 
like anything that is like a primer or a mattifier going just down the T-zone will stop any excess oil uh, coming through. And it almost like sandwiches uh, that oil in place so that when your foundation goes on top, it looks even more flawless. Mm. Then I have to say a brush is a must have here. And what no kind hands. of brush? Because there are lots of different types of foundation brushes. Yes. And I know I'm... what you're going to say because it's a bestseller. <laughs> Go on. The full coverage face brush. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I have to say I, I do use a lot of flat brushes. I use a lot of the round, more buffed brushes. And it just depends on finish. If you use a flatter brush, you will get more of a glow like to the skin because you're laying the product on flat. Is that like what looks more like a paintbrush? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, because you're brushing it down the face, because that's mm -hmm. the way the hair lies, so that is the best way to apply, it does give you more of like this kind of sheen. Mm -hmm. And for a combination skin, sometimes a bit too wet. Right, okay. So I love that for dry skin as well. But for combination, I love these rounder buffed brushes, which is what mm -hmm. the full coverage face brush is. Um, and it is like made out of Teflon. So again, <laughs> really nice just to buff in. It gives you a really airbrush look. Right. And that's perfect for combination and oily skin. Do you like an airbrush finish? Yes. Um, if someone's skin is really combination, for example, would you ever advocate using a different foundation formula on the different parts of their face? Yeah, I've, it depends on the... I, I always kind of like to fit foundation into their lifestyle. Mm. So whenever I meet a woman and I kind of... The f most important thing for me is, will she end up doing this day to day? Yeah. You know, and... Is, is it easy enough for her to do? And also, is it what she needs? And I find I meet so many women now that are super savvy and they love spending, you know, 15, 20 minutes on their makeup each day. And that's mm. great. And that's where I would recommend it. But then I also meet women that literally have two to three minutes and need to be out the door. Yeah. And that's when I think of like, okay, just all in one mm -hmm. that, that will stay put. So for me, for oily combination, um, the best foundation is the uh, full coverage, which uh, skin long wear weightless, sorry, which is a nice lightweight, mm. but it builds up to full coverage. And I love, love the finish of it. Okay. So you can adapt oh, to so the, okay. versatile, yeah. lighter in some areas, uh, slightly heavier and layered in others. Exactly. Okay. Great. Let's talk then. <laughs> Oily all over. <laughs> Oily all over. Yeah. I feel like that's when you really need the foundation to work super hard for mm. you. Um, it does come down to layering again. So I find using something lightweight to start uh, a great tip is to actually take a brush and buff it all the way through the skin mm -hmm. and then one of my top tips is to have a sponge but I never apply with sponges I have so many in my kit but I only use them essentially to push the makeup in oh. so in the same way as using your hands for a dry skin use a sponge to actually soak up any excess ah. oil moisture of the foundation and then I almost go in with another layer or I'll go in with something maybe a little more hardcore, like a concealer, mm -hmm. and go in and build up coverage in those areas as well. Go back in and kind of like take out the excess with a sponge yeah. and finally set with an oily must-have powder. And normal. I mean, does, can a normal skin just use any foundation? Have they got the run of the floor as it were I suppose I suppose it's easy for them to manipulate foundation I, I have to say um but also for a normal skin they rarely need lots of coverage like I mm. I find a great water-based foundation looks great mm -hmm. um they're often the most simplest yet most effective on the skin because they kind of just make the skin look really radiant and plump mm -hmm. and of course hydrated. So I find something quite water-based and lightweight sits really well for a normal skin and looks great all day long. Okay. And then what about if you're dealing with um, pigmentation? Yes. Pigmentation, uh, going back to that corrector is the mm. all important. Um, so many of my friends have pigmentation. My mum has pigmentation and then I find that they've always done the corrector like on top mm. of when they put their foundation on. And I actually find if you almost kind of go in and just add a little bit of corrector on the pigmented pig, pigmented area mm. first and then go in and put a foundation over top, that's when you'll get a really nice coverage. Whereas I find that almost like women have been taught in the past to put your foundation on and then go in with a cover-up stick essentially. Yeah. Whereas correctors, they do work a bit differently. Underneath, they work best. I do want to get onto that separately about ordering. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> what about acneic skin? Or you've got a breakout or rosacea, you've got redness. Yeah, I find, again, that comes to really pinpointing uh, mm. makeup. In fact, I meet so many women and young girls as well that turn to full coverage foundation for acneic skin. Mm. And often, I always get them to start with a tinted moisturizer. 
Hmm. And it sounds surprising because you think, okay, coverage is the one thing they're after. Mm. But I pop a tinted moisturizer all over and then I take a cover-up stick and I'll go in and apply extra coverage just in those areas. Mm -hmm. Because often you'll be surprised how much a tinted moisturizer can take out the redness of Mm. the blemishes. And then you want to go in and deal with texture and see where you need that after. Mm. And what about, I guess we need to include in, in here BBs and CCs. Yes. I know we could we could go on forever with them. <laughs> For me, BB cream, I have to say, is um, I really love it as a formula. I think it's one of the most pr- protective formulas mm. there um, and really good for brightening. There are so many brightening formula um, technologies in there and they also prime as well. So mm. for me, a BB, whether you're on holiday and you just want something quick or whether you do just want mm. something that I call it my Sunday run, where it's just quick up the shop and <laughs> one thing does all, yeah. a BB cream is really good for that. Okay, and let's just go back to... Um, acne and breakouts because obviously they they are so distressing when they happen and obviously you just want to conceal them to the world you don't want anyone else to see them um, I had acne as a teenager and I used to wear a mask of foundation or oh, an ivory as well because I used to knit my mum's foundation yeah. and she is not mixed race <laughs> so I had a real mask on but um I wonder are there any like, like if you've got a breakout sometimes mm-hmm. people say well just let it breathe let the air get yeah. to it and heal it and you're like no I hate them people by the way I'm like don't tell me I need to cover it I want to put industrial <laughs> level coverage yes. on top of this thank you very much what is do you have like an ultimate way of doing it whereby you aid the healing process mm-hmm. and the breakout potentially disappearing mm-hmm. but also cover it yeah um and again the formulas now i find a lot of women may take like their concealer for the under eye on a blemish that's Mm. kind of where i'd say well hold back on it because a lot of the time obviously the under eye is quite a dry area so Mm. it needs a really creamy formula which means when you put that kind of creamy formula on a blemish it's not going to work so well for it so you do want to be using more like gel formulas more oil-free formulas so that's where i would say firstly a different concealer is super important okay um now there's so many formulas where they have like licorice in them for instance which just help the skin breathe they're almost acting as like an antibacterial to Mm. the blemish so that helps a little it's also good for pigmentation isn't it yeah so i find like things like that are just you know Mm. natural uh ingredients as such that that can help Mm. but then also when it comes to color you do have to change it you almost think okay well this is my concealer so i'll use that Mm. as i normally would every day now a blemish is probably and the reason it's showing up on the skin is because it probably is one to two shades darker Mm. than the rest of the skin so often you do almost need a separate concealer for your blemishes that is matched to that blemish because then that means you won't need half as much makeup to layer on Mm. top because the color will kick it back straight away which is why your ivory wasn't working (laughs) i think we all know the ivory wasn't working (laughs) but you end up putting more and more on to try and cover it and that's when it can just all over my face amy (laughs) all over my entire face to be fair, I had, I've just been on holiday and my friend had, could you believe it, three mosquito bites all on her nose. <gasps> Poor girl. I was there going, okay, Poor right, man. what we're going to do is we're going to layer. <laughs> were you able but, to yeah. conceal them? We did conceal them. She was very happy. How did you conceal <laughs> them? Uh, again, tinted moisturizer all over because she had great skin everywhere mm-hmm. else. And that's the thing. If you sometimes put more coverage on areas where you don't need it, it can just draw attention yep. to others. Um, so tinted moisturizer all tinted moisturizer all over and then concealer just in those areas and I actually use the instant full cover concealer mm-hmm. which is kind of like a gel type formula so it does almost let the skin breathe and it was quite humid out there so uh. I knew it was going to be more long wearing as well and then really just set with powder but you kind of when I'm covering a blemish as well I actually apply it like a hashtag you know you so you're going <laughs> all edges of the blemish you know like when it gets all textured and yeah, yeah, yeah. like really like Rather than gross, dolloping right on top. <laughs> exactly, or just kind of like blending around the edge. I almost work as a hashtag so that you're literally getting every little bit of texture. Because you, I almost think of it as a, kind of like a mountain. You want to really get in on the edges mm. and the sides of it and then go and set. I feel like we've got really in depth with a good old spot here. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it because I do feel like if it does, if you do have that raised bump, actually you want to give the illusion of it looking flat yeah. and the hashtag would do that it makes yeah. complete sense definitely optical illusion i like it Always. and with acne setting with powder yes yeah again um i find 
it's funny with the whole translucent powder like I still always recommend a skin tone correct there are so many like a translucent powder is only translucent essentially up to maybe like a honey mm. or a golden skin tone and then you need to go into a richer tone right so I find yes translucent powder but still make sure that it's skin tone correct for you so that it's not going overly white on the skin right and it's not going overly yellow on the skin now can we also talk about how you adapt your makeup because we've got all the keys to looking after our skin with foundation or making it look beautiful with correctors and concealers now but as we age Mm -hmm. should we change the formulas yeah and I I mean I think I think there are so many new formulas now as well that that really help um going back to that skin serum uh Mm -hmm. um intensive skin serum foundation again it's it does have cordyceps mushroom in it which I know is I mean I'm not a scientist. I'm no Caroline Hirons or Nadine Baggett, but I know that that is an amazing product for they energy. They are unofficial scientists, by the way. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm in <laughs> awe of them. Um, so I kind of, I know that that's a very expensive product that we, we put into the foundation because it gives so much energy into the mm. skin. And essentially, energy is what's lost throughout the day in the skin. So f- for someone that's maybe wanting to combat um, dehydration, fine lines and texture, mm. and just wanting to keep the radiance in the skin, having an ingredient like that will really help boost it. So when you do get to two, three, four o'clock, the skin isn't feeling like really dehydrated and dull Mm -hmm. you're still keeping that energy in it for longer and now so many formulas have such amazing claims as well Mm. to keep that kind of radiance all day long as well as keeping it on all day long the i haven't been to a a foundation launch recently where i haven't been really surprised at the amount of science that has been presented actually because the formulas have suddenly got very very sophisticated because they can deliver which is really really fascinating but so okay i'm 40 now and i love a light to medium coverage mm-hmm. as my skin begins to do what it is going to do yeah whether I like it or not <laughs> um should I go for a heavier foundation or should I go for a lighter coverage as I hit 50 60 70 I personally would say it it is about I always recommend go lighter coverage mm-hmm. and then see what you need so it's start off with something a liquid formula I always find best like mm-hmm. I've always loved uh, cream and stick formulas for foundation. I find they're great mm-hmm. for, you know, as you're going into 20s and 30s. But if you're thinking 40s and 50s, mm-hmm. liquids will always come up uh, top because they do deliver so much more hydration yeah. um, and radiance. But I find start off with a lighter coverage, take it as a wash right the way through the skin. Always start from the center because that's where we need the most mm-hmm. coverage anyway. And then almost take a step back and feel, do I need any extra coverage? You can then go in with a bit of bronzer, a bit of blush. That's what I almost find women need a little bit more mm. of when uh, if they feel like their skin's looking a little bit dull or they feel like they need a bit of a pick-me-up. Often just a bluey tone blush is a great way to div- do a little bit of a pick-me-up on the cheek. Mm. And it makes the whole skin look so much more lifted. And you realise, okay, I didn't need half as much foundation. Mm. So even then you can take a step back and think, do I still need a bit of extra coverage? And you could go in with a touch here and there. But I find start lightweight and then see what you need because I find colour is more important than coverage. as you go into 40s and 50s and 60s, 70s. That's really interesting. My mother has really plump skin. I don't want to say her age because I don't want to make her angry and she (laughs) might. But she's... She's in her 70s. Sorry, mother. But she has great, plump, beautiful, glowy skin. Yeah. But obviously she has elements that she wants to cover. So when I actually do her makeup, I barely use anything. Yeah. She really doesn't need it. Yet there's almost like a thing where she's drawn towards the heavier formulas yeah because she thinks oh I've got more to conceal but actually you've got more to enhance Uh, yeah and I find I almost find as well my mum's the same in that generation powders were a big thing back Mm -hmm. then and 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 hand sticks and the heavy yeah and that heavier formula was Mm -hmm. very in so I almost find that they feel like they have to stick with that they can't Mm -hmm. go any less um or they feel like they're less made up as such yeah, they associate it with beautiful finish, beautiful yeah. skin, yeah. So now I find that women are, are seeing more of a glow. Mm. Glow really does bring out that kind of more youthful finish in the skin. Mm. And so I find just having, whether it be a cream pot rouge or having something like um, an illuminator underneath your foundation, in the mm. same way as I was saying, like not so much of like powder or shimmer brick, mm. but illuminator underneath just gets the glow going and you don't need as much coverage. Okay, now... This is a really interesting one because I think it's always been challenging, but I also think 
in this day and age, a lot of us buy our makeup online. Yes. So can we talk shade matching? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because I... In my role as a beauty writer for years, I, I have been sent the new foundation. And I don't always get um, shade matched. Yeah. And I get, you know, a guesstimate based on pictures or what have you. And I have made a lot of foundations that haven't been the right shade for me work. Yeah. Or so I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was talking to another beauty editor about this recently. And we were like, yeah, you can if buff anything enough, you can make it skin true. But I don't necessarily think that's a great message. I just think that's because we've just had to make things work. Um, so what are your keys to shade matching? Okay, I would say, uh, really, again, and it, it is quite simple, but I think intensity is always been quite a big thing. We've always kind of thought, light, medium or dark. Mm-hmm. And I think it's safe to say, as women, we almost know which, which one of those we sit in. Mm undertone is a very new concept that I find Mm. a lot of people are talking about and the reason they're talking about it is because when you get the intensity and undertone right you literally have a perfect match so intensity being the The, color of your skin yep the light medium or dark and how you and the intensity changes Mm -hmm. as well so it's really interesting how you you could have different intensity in your foundation from summer to winter because of how light or dark you go Mm -hmm. but your undertone never changes right okay now undertone is cool warm or neutral Mm -hmm. which you I'm sure loads of people Mm -hmm. have seen it flying about at the moment but essentially your undertone is the two tones underneath your skin and those two tones are red and yellow Mm-hmm. So if you predominantly have more red, you're more of a cool undertone. And if you predominantly have more yellow, you're more of a warm undertone. Mm-hmm. Or if you're kind of looking at the skin, and I'm sure many people are looking at the skin going, I can't see what the I am. The vein test. Are you going to do the vein test? <laughs> I love the vein test. <laughs> but you're probably more of a neutral if you can't see too much of evil. Okay, so if your veins look green. Yes, you're a warm. And if your veins look blue. You're a cool. Yeah. I love that. I like. I find like that it really, really helps, mm. and it's just things like that. Even jewelry as well. Like that, you'll find that some people are more drawn to gold metals on their skin because they're a warmer skin tone, mm. or cooler metals on their skin because they're a cooler skin tone, or both if they're a neutral. So I find that things like that is really interesting. And even when it comes to clothes, you know, if you're wearing more of those burnt oranges and and khakis, you're probably more of a warm mm. undertone. And if you're wearing more of those kind of like pastel colours, or you know, like navy. And, and and baby blues and things like that you're probably more of a cool mm. so I find that there's definitely things that you'll notice of what could make you cool warm or neutral mm. and a lot of the time you can almost be really borderline with it as well with neutral and warm or neutral mm. and cool but you'll never go for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Cool and warm. Okay, you can't. It's you like, can't be both. It's like it's <laughs> like having your foot on the accelerator and the brake at the same yeah. time. You can't do it. Okay, exactly. Um, if you, I mean, I've heard this advice, and I think I've even given this advice before. Go in store, get yes. them to patch test three on your jawline, and then go out into natural light. Well, honestly, who's got time? Yeah. And also, I've never had a foundation disappear on my face. Yeah. Yeah, I find that you know you want to be able to, even when it comes down to the swatching. Like if you if you do get time to go out mm. and have a look, like. Even I see so many women that just pop it just on their jawline Mm. or like just along the edge. And you actually want to take it right the way from underneath the eye almost to the top of the cheekbone all the way down to the jawline because the skin changes so much between those areas. Like a lot of women have either redness through the cheek and obviously not through the jaw. So that tone changes a lot or Mm -hmm. it could be pigmentation or ashiness around the jaw and a slightly brighter in the cheek. So that can change it as well. So I find when you're swatching, even swatch from the top of the cheekbone to the jaw to get a real true match of how that's going to look all the way over. That's really interesting. Okay, so do you have to swatch? I would always recommend, depending on, I would say, the formula, the more full coverage you go, it's so important to get it exact because that will come up so much more noticeable. Mm. Even if you think, you know, I'm... 
I have to say for Brits, I'm really proud that we're going to more skin tone correct and more natural shades because, and I've been one of them where I've gone, you know, three, four shades darker in the past. But I find what women are starting to see now is that does give off a really orangey tone and it makes us look sallow and it makes it look unnatural and it doesn't make us look healthy. Yeah. Whereas if you go skin tone correct and get that exact shade, not only do you get a really flawless coverage, but it doesn't look like makeup at all because it's your skin tone. And then you can use bronzer to warm everything Mm. up and get that healthy look. Side note, I also wonder whether the fact that there have been so many advancements in fake tan Mm -hmm. that we actually do with a separate product now, what we were trying to do with our foundations. I don't know if you've observed that. Oh, I agree. I'm a big fan of fake tan. Yes. (laughs) Fake it, don't bake it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and I find that that has a a real impact on, yeah, it's keeping our skin looking uh, more youthful because we're not using the sun to get that Mm. kind of uh, warmth that we need. But then also when it comes to foundation matching, it is looking more neutral. It's not flashing Mm. up anything underneath. So it is easier to get a better match. If you are... Um, a particular shade in one brand yes can you just go oh well then I must be a particular shade in another or is it that you have to do it for every single I would at least yeah I would definitely for any brand go and check their shades Mm. because you know our beige is very different to another brand's Mm. beige and also shades some brands still have like 15 shades you know I'm so proud we have 43 I have to say I'm going to shout about it like it I love it but that's another big difference is because say if a brand's got 15 shades there's a big gap between one and two Mm. but for a brand that has 43 shades there's not that much of a gap between even one and three Mm. and one and four it's just more so getting the undertone perfect Okay, so if someone's listening to this and they think, actually, I rarely feel represented by shade ranges, Mm -hmm. whether that's because they are at the super pale end of the spectrum or they are at the other end of the spectrum, how can they make foundations work for them? Because they should be entitled to use these formulas. Uh, How how do you get around that if if you just can't find a color match? Yeah, like I find that yeah you definitely want to do your research and see the brands that Mm. now offer all these amazing shades Mm. because that does make a big difference and you know there I find now there are certain shades that we I mean we started off with 31 when we first started and now made it 43 Mm. but so many of those extra shades that we've added in we were like oh my gosh why didn't we have this sooner Mm. so I can imagine definitely women feeling like I don't have a I don't have a shade for me mm. in some brands that would only do a few shades. So I would definitely recommend go and research the ones that do offer mm. extra light to extra dark and then go in and, and have a little play with the Do you know shades. as a makeup artist feel when you look at the Bobbi Brown uh, offering, you feel like I could do any woman's makeup? Yeah. And I, funny enough, I... Um, I travel a lot with with my makeup. Sorry, not just any women. I hasten to add anybody's makeup. Yeah, yeah. So I I basically would often travel with, say, um, a good 15 shades, but I'll mix them as well. Mm. So I know that even if I don't, if I'm trying to pack light, I can still make whatever I want with mm. it because the undertones are there and because the intensity is there. As long as I've got my lightest and my darkest, I can make any of them work. Oh. And But I do find, though, with any, like, a lot of bridal, especially, mm-hmm. I know that I feel so, so comfortable taking the Bobby Brown foundations because I know I'll never come up against a woman that I haven't got her shade for. Oh, that's that's brilliant. It, I mean, it, it makes you feel comfortable <laughs> as a makeup artist, yes. Yeah. <laughs> feel safe. Completely. Can we also, I know we've talked a little bit about application, but do you have, you just don't prefer one thing you're not finger sponges or brushes you're like use them all yeah definitely Mm. and it does depend on the person as well so I always Mm. adapt my application to that person again what's going to fit into their lifestyle Mm -hmm. but also what's going to work best for them so predominantly I do use a lot of hands if it's for normal to dry and then I'll use brushes and sponges for normal to oily oh say that again predominantly um I use more of my hands for normal to dry hands for normal to dry because that you're talking about transferring that warmth and those oils from yeah. your fingertips okay great and then I'll do brushes and more so sponge for normal to oily okay to really like sink that in and take off any of the excess moisture in the skin I love the idea of using a clean sponge or a sponge to yeah. push in the formula even more yeah because don't get me wrong I love sponges but I never use them to apply because they soak up so much of my mm. product you know I'm kind if of if you've ever tried to clean one you'll know exactly yeah. how much <laughs> I'm kind of like I find half the bottle in mm. my in my uh, sponge so again that's personally not what I would do or what I tend mm. to recommend uh, anyone to do either because you do lose a lot of product yeah. so um I always use it as more of an after that's, press him. 
That's a very, very good <laughs> tip. Okay, so we've done uh, application. I was going to ask you about Primer, but I do feel like you've, <laughs> you've stated your position quite clearly on Primer. I, I feel there's definitely a big conversation, Primer or no Primer mm. at the moment, you know, kind of, I have to say Primer for me isn't essentially like how you know, having like a really heavy silicone based primer or anything like that. I do just find having something that almost acts as a barrier between skin and makeup does mm -hmm. really help the long wear of it. So whether you're... I like to call it Velcro. Oh, I love that. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> but it's Velcroing your skincare and your makeup. Exactly. Yeah. I, I have to say I'm a big fan on me personally. And also I couldn't live without it on any mm. sets and shoots and things. I think it just makes makeup look better. Mm. You know, half of the job is to make it last longer, but my favorite part of it is it does make makeup look better. Mm. Um, and yeah, I always recommend for oily skins, it stops that oil from seeping through and making right. makeup slide. But for dry skins as well that think, oh, everything will stay put, it stops your skin from acting like a sponge mm. and soaking everything up that you pop on it. It just creates that barrier. So I, I find that I, I am pro primer. And how would you say. apply that? For me, I use a tiny amount. Less mm. is not more. And I do like it mixed in. Less, less is not more or less is Less is more. Yeah, <laughs> look at me. I wish I could say it's an early morning, but it's not. <laughs> um, less is more. But um, for me, I like to use, yeah, just a pea size amount. If it's built into skincare, brilliant. That's my kind of how I like to mm. use it because I don't like thick primers. I find that a really thick primer will only in turn make makeup look thicker. So I always like when I'm ever playing with um, any of my primers, like I always warming it up in the hands, you want something that's quite thin and lightweight. And if it's already mixed into a moisturizer, um, then that's great because it's one less job mm -hmm. to do. Yeah, that's a great idea. Now, you have recently been involved with a campaign that Bobby Brown have put together. Yes. It uses real women. And actually, there were hundreds of applicants to be yeah. one of the real women in the campaign. So what was that all about? Oh, my favourite campaign I ever. I know it is, I know it is. Um, do you know what? It was about finding real women and real Bobby lovers. And I have to say, I've and I always joke about this with like my friends and other brands as well. At Bobby, it's a family. That whether that be in the brand or whether it be customers, we have so many amazing VIPs out there, and 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 just absolutely, I call them Bobettes. I like to call them. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're you know just real Bobby lovers. And so what we thought is bringing those women together, finding out their tips and, and what, how they like to mm. use the makeup and their lifestyle. And uh, so we brought them all to London. Um, one of them actually up in Edinburgh, she was so excited. So, so excited she got the flight in. And uh, we, yeah, we brought them all together and just to see their favorite products and how they use them. And what's really, really interesting is because when we look at our top products, we don't look at what, you know, essentially are like the best or like award winners for, for whatever reason. We look at the products that our customers, our clients, our makeup artists have told us that their favorite products that they can't live mm. without. And that's why we create the campaign. So the campaign is, uh, how many women was it in the end, 12? Uh, 12 women 12 women and it's a complete range of women yes so we had um, basically a mix of uh, different ages different skin types different skin tones and different lifestyles as well so sorry I think they, you narrowed it down to five in the end didn't you Yes. So five of the women that we put uh, ahead and they were just sharing all of their favorite products and how they use them. And it was so lovely to see. And just the way their faces lit up as well, because mm. that's another thing with makeup. I find it, it's not a materialistic thing. No. It, it really isn't. It's confidence in a bottle, you know, or it just makes you hold your head a little higher or it helps you look someone in the eye a little more. Mm -hmm. it, it is so much more than, than just a materialistic thing. It's so empowering. We've all got, or I certainly have, I don't want to speak for everyone because that would be ridiculous <laughs> but I know I've got lipsticks that I wear when I'm like right you are going to take me seriously yeah or a mascara <laughs> I'm going to wear when I'm like you will pay attention to the things that I am saying yeah because I will flutter my eyes and give you bug eyes when I want you to listen to me I definitely have those things and so it isn't just about oh I'm going to coat my lashes in a black solution yeah it's I this will make an impact on how I carry myself yeah. and you must see that I remember when I first started in beauty journalism I um, used to sit in a cafe outside in a big square and there was a hairdressers and you'd see women walk in and women walk out and the difference in how women carried themselves when they came out it's was for, I used to it used to be my favorite thing to do I love that well funny enough I actually started in uh, special effects a long time ago <gasps> oh yes of course wasn't your first makeup client a dog <laughs> it was how did she know that <laughs> this woman researches <laughs> oh well I love that um but basically it was it was all the blood the guts the gore and the thing that Christ. made me switch 
to what I do now is the reaction of women, is that feeling of watching them sit in their chair and, you know, straighten up their shoulders, Mm -hmm. sit a little more uh, lifted and and do hold their head higher. And I feel like that it is amazing to see that you could do that in 15, Mm -hmm. 20 minutes, you know? And I love that that's what makeup gives, confidence. Yeah. I remember uh, doing an interview with somebody once about... Uh, the power of when somebody sees something in you that you can't see in yourself. And I've seen so many women on shoots, real women on shoots, who will have their makeup done, look in the mirror, and you see that they're seeing themselves differently for the first time. Yeah. Is that what it amounts to? And seeing the sass come through is just amazing. (laughs) Like, yeah, you know... Every woman will often come and have their makeup done for so many different reasons. They may feel they're stuck in a rut mm. and they just need something that they haven't thought of before, or, you know, a little update. Mm. New mums is another one, one of my favourites to do because, you know, they feel like they've almost had, not had their time in so long. Mm. And that's really great to show them, okay, you could do this in three minutes, three products, mm. and this is what will make you feel good because often we do look at ourselves in the mirror and we think of everything we want to cover. Yeah. Whereas rarely women ever look in the mirror and think, oh, I've got great brows, I'm going to bring them out. Mm. Oh, I've got great lips, I'm going to bring that out. So you often always opt for the products that you want to cover with versus the products that you want yeah. to bring out with. So I love to teach that. Um, and then I often find, for me, yeah, women that maybe are coming in for glam makeup and things like that. Mm. They've never seen themselves in that way and they'll often sit down and go, go smoky. And I always <laughs> think, okay, smoky's very different to each person. But when you, they see that kind of look and they almost feel that they can't recreate that themselves. Mm. But the benefit is, is you're teaching them step by step as well yeah. so that they do feel like they can go, okay, I can do this. I think what's lovely about when I look at your content and I've always thought this about Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown was a brand that I was very much engaged with and a consumer of before I even wrote my first piece of beauty editorial is that it really, it isn't about getting caught up in this horrible cycle of I'm not good enough, I need to look a certain way. It's about the individual and maximizing what you have. And that's what I've always really liked about (laughs) about those products. But yeah, and and I find that as a brand, it is really educational, and I, I love that. Even when like, you see it on, on social and things, I find that a lot of our pro team are always kind of out. If they post anything, it's normally to teach someone, mm-hmm. and it is quite educational, and I love that because a lot of women are, you know, that's often what they come to Bobby for is to learn something new or to try something new. And I'm going to put you on the spot now. <laughs> <laughs> you have unfettered access to Bobby Brown <laughs> products, which is a very lovely place to be because you're a BB pro. Um, <laughs> But lots of brand, lots of other brands have an iconic product or maybe a couple of products that they're very well known for. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know this until recently. You have 10 bestsellers, 10 products that sell around the same quantities yeah. and are as loved and desired, which is really, really yeah. rare. Yeah, we couldn't even narrow them down to five. Honestly, <laughs> it got that. They, there are products that they're just iconic you know they are our hero products Mm. they're what we say we can't live without but essentially it's what customers makeup artists designers it's what people have told us they can't live without Mm. and I love that because you essentially have 10 products that are really easy to use um most of them you don't need brushes with as well I love that part of it do you know all 10 do you want me to go through it I do on the spot I really do (laughs) so vitamin rich face base Uh which is my favorite prep product Mm -hmm. I have to say jam-packed with vitamin c and a great primer that I say is good for pretty much all skin types um then you've got corrector which again as we were saying before Mm -hmm. we feel like corrector is going to have a big hero moment concealer which is our instant full cover concealer and that's because it's a really great coverage and Mm. a great almost like gel texture so you can use it on areas like the under eye and bring it down to the rest of the face as well it's really workable isn't it isn't it yeah i find just perfect for Mm. you can use it on its own but i always recommend the corrector underneath it um then we go on to foundation. So the foundation stick, mm-hmm. our skin foundation stick was our first formula that we um, brought out and still one of our most popular because mm-hmm. it's so versatile. Like for me, that's my handbag foundation. That was one of my first purchases <laughs> yeah. as a beauty consumer who felt she had money. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's it, isn't it? It's just great, quick on the go coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, skin Longwear Weightless Foundation yes. is our number one liquid. And um, yeah, it is, again, perfect for all skin types to be honest and really versatile as Mm -hmm. I said then when we go on to color pot rouge 
You've tried our pot rouge, right? Of course. Got a dozen somewhere. <laughs> I absolutely love it. You can use it on the cheeks and the lips. It's a great creamy formula and they come in so many gorgeous colours. Mm. So I find perfect for on the go. Um, then we have our Longwear Brow Pencil. It's perfectly defined Longwear Brow Pencil. Again, great shades. You don't need a brush with it. You've got your brow colour on one end and you've got your groomer on the other. Nice. Then we have, I'm trying to think how many I've got to, Longwear Cream Shadow Stick. Now, for me, this is my must-have. In fact, I panic if I don't have three, at least, mm-hmm. in my makeup bag. And it's because they're Longwear Cream Shadows that don't crease, don't smudge, and they come in, again, some really gorgeous shades. I often always have a sparkle, a nude, and a dark in my in my makeup bag because I can go, I'm good to go then. Yeah. I don't need anything else. Um, then we have our number one mascara, Smoky Eye Mascara. Beautiful, full. And does it come in different colours as well? It's not just, just black. black. yeah. Oh. No, we did have some before in the past that mm-hmm. had, uh, gosh, a few years ago we did like a purple. Yes, that's the one I got very yeah, excited about. <laughs> <laughs> but the black is just so popular. Mm. So, so popular. Um, and that is amazing. It just gives a really full slash effect, but no clumping, mm. which I think is still really hard to get a good mascara that doesn't clump. Every time I see somebody, whether it's on Instagram doing a tutorial or on YouTube doing a tutorial, and they mention that mascara, they're like, oh, it's just... And they yeah. say exactly what you've said. Yeah. But even, it's so funny, makeup artists in the industry is kind of like, have you got any smoky eye mascara? <laughs> and I'm kind of like, yeah, I know you're using that in your kit because it is, it's just a great product. But then finally, our Lux Lip. Really beautiful Lux Lip formula. Mm. Um, super moisturising. And again, a really great pigment mm. that you can just swipe and go with it. Is that a cream lipstick? Yes, yeah. yes. Really nourishing. I love it. But also you can press it down for anyone that loves like a matte finish. Mm. You can just blot it and you've got that real pigment and you can have a soft matte finish with it. What an absolutely amazing (laughs) opportunity to get to pick your brains. I feel like I now have no excuse not to look perfectly skinned every time I'm seen in public again it's a lot of pressure Amy it's a lot oh, of pressure no I've loved this thank you for letting <laughs> me do a podcast <laughs> no thank you so much obviously all the links to Amy and all of the products mentioned will be in the show notes which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode and I hope it goes without saying all of the links to Amy so I've got a really clammy hand and I've just <laughs> I've just grabbed you um uh, all of your links to social etc will be in the show notes also but thank you so so much thank you Emma Thank you so much for listening. Before you go, I just want to remind you, if you want to get in touch with me, it's so easy. Email me on thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. I love hearing from you. Or slide into my DMs on Twitter and Instagram where I'm at Emma Guns. Or if you fancy having a chat with me and over 3,000 fellow listeners of The Emma Guns Show, then click the link in the show notes and join that Facebook forum. Answer those three questions, all three of them. Agree to the forum rules and you'll be able to join the conversation. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you in the next one. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.